United Soccer Coaches is proud to present the United Soccer Coaches podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. That's right, the NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. We unite coaches at every level of the game around the passion of the game. Now, Here's our host, Dean Linky. Hello, everybody. I'm Dean Linky. Delighted to be with you for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. We hope that every one of you had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend with your family. And we're going to be talking about United Soccer Coaches coaching education. We're going to be talking about their residential courses, their weekend courses, their diplomas, and more. And some of them you can still sign up for this summer. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org. Find out about their coaching education. Get signed up. Their courses are fantastic. Ian Barker, now almost seven years as the Director of Coaching Education, education for United Soccer Coaches will lead us off. Nancy Feldman entering her 24th season at Boston University, been a staff coach with the United Soccer Coaches for almost as long. She's going to join us. She'll be back out on the field again this summer. Paul Marco, 17 seasons as the men's soccer coach at Binghamton University. He's been a staff coach for over 20 years as well. He's going to be on the program. Timmy McCormack will be taking a course this summer, and he takes a course almost every other year, if not every year, with the United Soccer Coaches. He's entering his second season as the women's soccer coach at Piedmont College Division Three in Georgia. He's going to be on the program telling you firsthand his experiences with the United Soccer Coaches coaching education courses. And finally, we'll get back to putting a spotlight on one of our 30 under 30 members, Calvin Mai. He does it all. He's a physical therapist. He's an assistant coach at a D3 men's school in Minnesota. He's part of the ODP program. And he shares his experiences with 30 under 30 and also coaching education as well. It's a great program, and Ian Barker kicks us off after this message from Team Snap. Managing your club or league shouldn't feel like a second job. With Team Snap, it doesn't have to. They help customers save their time and sanity on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com United. I am Dean Linky. Delighted to be with you for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. And delighted to be joined by a routine guest, a regular guest, and a dignified guest talking about Ian Barker who's been the director of coaching education for almost seven years now with the United Soccer Coaches. Ian always a pleasure sir hope you're doing well. Hello Dean thank you for having me and you are the first person to my knowledge to ever refer to me as dignified so I appreciate that. Yeah I know that's not true because anybody that's around you knows that that is spot on by the way so uh, all right let's get to work here though because we need to educate people about what's going on with our education courses and we try to do that in the soccer journal we try to do that at the convention we try to do that at every opportunity and with that in fact you just wrote a fantastic article I really enjoyed it in the soccer journal breaking down the different choices for coaching education and kind of give us a synopsis on that as kind of the foundation for this discussion if that's okay yeah absolutely so the soccer journal um be it hard copy or digital remains one of our major uh, ways of getting information out and the, in- the inspiration of leslie gallimore who's currently our president and head women's coach at the university of washington and our ceo lynn uh, burling manual um, we felt that a soccer journal dedicated to helping coaches understand all of the educational opportunities that are out there uh, in the, currently in the U.S. market 
was important, and also helping people um, ask themselves informed questions of themselves to co- uh, find the correct path for their ongoing education, um, be that in a formal coaching school, be that in a clinic and symposium, or be that finding the best uh, bar and tavern to sit and watch a World Cup game and have a chat kind of thing. In bullet point form, what would be the two or three key points you want everybody to take away from what you wrote? Number one is that um, you probably should coach your very best game or very best training session should be the, um, the last one you ever conduct in your life. Um, that is to say that this is an ongoing process of perfecting a craft, and I would say that even people like Jill Ellis and Bruce Arena, uh, Peter Vermees, and certainly the Klops and Guardiolas of this world, um, they would probably not uh, consider themselves the finished product. So all coaches, um, if we're sincere about our interest to our players, should be helping. So that's ongoing, uh, ongoing education. You're never quite there. Um, continuing education to continue to advance or continuing education to supplement. So many of our grassroots coaches in the U.S. soccer community perhaps don't need to go on to a what I call vertical education pathway of getting higher and higher awards because they primarily coach grassroots players of a certain age. So for those coaches, keep going and looking for supplemental content which helps you in your context. Um, those would be two of the things. And then the, the third thing, I think, is a, a sincere and personal evaluation of the time that you have to commit and the money you have to commit um, and the dedication you have to commit. So there are courses offered in this country which are over a year long. Um, there are others which are offered over two hours. And there are others which are offered exclusively online. So there's a little bit of something out there for everybody. And it's being true to yourself and um, being an informed consumer And that was the idea behind the Soccer Journal. So let's inform even more. This show is released on May 31st. The summer is here. The summer is upon us. You have residential courses coming up a little later on. We'll hear Timmy McCormack, who's the head women's coach at Piedmont College, a Division III school in Georgia, talking about taking the advanced goalkeeping diploma in Cary this summer. Tell us about uh, key residential courses and weekend courses and other courses this summer and perhaps even beyond that people could be thinking about. Sure. So our current advanced courses, which would be the National Advanced National and Premier um, and the Advanced National Goalkeeper, they're offered in a residential setting and we've we've shortened the time to uh, four nights and five days in the residential setting. Um, We feel that that's the appropriate uh, demand on most of our coaches given their busy schedule. So we start in June in Victor, Colorado, and we conclude in late July in Regis, which is Denver. But in between, we're in Boston, California, uh, we're in Illinois, uh, we're in Carolinas. So we're, we're, we're very um, geographically widely spread in June and July in the residentials. Um, one of the things that happens after the residential is your final assessment is conducted in your club or your school in your environment with your players. So we send the assessor to you after you've taken the course. Many of our coaches um, can't afford uh, a week away from home and work. So we then offer those 40-hour courses over two long weekends. And because of the nature of a more regional offering, those are offered um, all through the year. And we have a, a bunch coming up in May now. Um, but certainly we'll have those going on through June and July and beyond into August. So if you're looking for something more regionally suitable, we have that, and without the residential component. And then finally, our grassroots courses, which are typically 
three to six hours, so a much more manageable commitment for the coach who just wants to sample some coaching education. We're offering half a dozen to a dozen courses a week all over the country based on uh, geographical demand. So, um, and that's just United Soccer coaches. That doesn't include some of the other things we talked about, which of course is U.S. Soccer um, and some of the commercial coach education programs such as Corva, uh, World Football Academy, etc. Well, Ian, we know that uh, you can't be everywhere and you're only as good as the people that are working with you and that are doing these courses. And you've always been a big proponent of the wonderful staff for the United Soccer Coaches, particularly in these courses. I mean, on this show, Nancy Feldman, uh, Shellis Heinemann wants to participate, Paul Marco as well. I mean, you've got some big time coaches at these residential courses and, and the other courses as well. Yeah, the staff is fantastic because none of these people, this is their full-time job. This is something that they, um, they contribute time and effort and energy to with great enthusiasm when they're out of their season. So uh, in the case of, of Shellis, Paul Marco, and Nancy, you have current Division One college head coaches. It's just sort of coincidental, actually. Um, Shellis, of course, extensive experience coaching in the MLS. Um, Nancy, many years of successful, uh, high-level uh, competitive success coaching female athletes. Um, and those would be my, some of our senior staff. But we also have young people coaching youth club who've done all their awards. They're in their late 20s, early 30s. And we're starting to blend those coaches into the coaching school educational staff. So when the candidate goes, if he or she feels like they gravitate more towards a slightly older, more experienced college-type coach or professional coach, or they gravitate more towards some, somebody younger who's very competent with technology and maybe is coaching in the implied, uh, applied environment of youth soccer, you should, hopefully there's a big enough uh, group of candidates, find enough diversity in our coaching education staff that there'll be somebody uh, somebody you can relate to too. And our staff are incredibly accessible. And that's borne out not only in the courses, but when you see them at convention, most of our attendees at convention can get a cup of coffee with Shella Seinman or have a chat with Anson Dorrance or sit for five minutes and ask Nancy a question. So um, I think the staff uh, deserve a lot of credit because they uh, they represent the best spirit of American soccer very well. Speaking of that spirit, Timmy McCormack so excited about taking another course as he's taken one almost every year, every other year. He took his last course and received a distinction accommodation. Tell us uh, what that means. Yes, that's good. So, um, first of all, what's great about Tim um, is I think courses work well with, with decent content. I like to think we have that. Decent instructors, I like to think we have that. But the candidates have to come with an open mind. So um, a guy like Tim comes, and he's excited to be at the course. Occasionally a candidate will come, and they'll be a little bit down-mouthed. They're not quite sure. They're a little stressed. And I think they have less of an experience. So, again, the triumvirate is good content, good instructor, um, and, a, and, a, and open-minded candidates, of which Tim is one. Um, essentially, we get people through the course. So we're not, well, there's no pass-fail component. There's essentially a completion component. But that completion could be ongoing if the person fails to turn in the work or whatever. Um, and then we would give essentially three grades. A pass, which is the most common grade, means you've interacted with all the content, you've met all of the requirements of the course, and you've performed well. A good pass would suggest um, somebody who's gone a little bit above and beyond. There's been maybe one or two components of the assessment where they've distinguished themselves from the group. That would be a good pass. And a distinct, a, distinct, a distinctive pass or distinguished pass, excuse me, is one that we don't give out very often. 
and we give it out to somebody that we're really indicating to them, you should get on this side of the equation and get involved in the delivery because we feel not only do you have all the technical and tactical knowledge, but you have a particular ability to share that knowledge with other people, including your players, but potentially candidates. So for a guy like Tim, he's a, he's a young coach that we would hope to start using on our three to six hour delivery courses with a view to him being beside Shellis and Paul and Nancy one day on the residentials. All right, outstanding. Where can people learn more about the courses that are going on this summer and everything that United Soccer Coaches is up to regarding coaching education? Yeah, good question. And, and of course, um, everybody has their different preferred media for getting information. So if you read Soccer Journal, hard copy or digital, that would be one. The website, unitedsoccercoaches.org, that's a fairly obvious one. And the education page is, is pretty much the most uh, attended page on our website. Um, active uh, social media, uh, the LinkedIn group, the United Soccer Coaches, the Facebook page for United Soccer Coaches, um, Twitter pages and Instagram pages for United Soccer Coaches. And I'm always trolling for uh, more followers on my personal Twitter account, <laughs> which is iBarkerSoccer. So if people want to follow me, iBarkerSoccer. And there's usually a lot of content on there. Um, we just, we just uh, talked about Bob Gansler. We talked about Rondos. And we put up some training plans all the time. So um, you, you'd be hard-pressed to miss it if you uh, if you made a modest effort to try to find out about the courses. Great lead-off, as always, as we're talking about coaching education this summer and beyond, supplied by the United Soccer Coaches, Ian Barker, the near seven-year director of coaching education for United Soccer Coaches. Thanks for kicking us off again, Ian. Always a pleasure. Dean, you're always welcome. Always a pleasure as well. Nancy Feldman coming up next. Hi, folks. This is Dean Linky, host of the United Soccer Coaches podcast with an important message for each and every one of you. If you are interested in gaining an advantage through a world of coaching resources, now is the time. United Soccer Coaches is offering a limited time promotion for $10 off your membership for our listeners. Visit unitedsoccercoaches.org and use promo code UNITED now through May 30th. Sign up today. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. So delighted to be with you. We are talking about everything the United Soccer Coaches are offering this summer in regards to coaching education. Of course, Ian Barker, the Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches, kicking us off. Paul Marco from Binghamton University on the men's side will join us in a moment. But right now, we're talking to a legend of the game, in my opinion, Nancy Feldman, entering your 24th season as the head coach at the Boston University for the women's soccer program. Just this last convention, she received the Bill Jeffrey Long-Term Service Award. Always it's great to see you at the convention, Nancy, and talk with you. Thanks for being on this program. Thanks so much, Dean, for having me. Well, Ian Barker did a great job setting the table for why these coaching education courses, both the residential and the weekends and everything else online now, are so great. Uh, and Nancy, first off, tell us uh, what courses you might be coaching this summer as in your role as a staff coach with United Soccer Coaches. Yes, I'm scheduled to work over at uh, Curry College here in Milton, Massachusetts, and I am going to be working with the premier candidates. I have... Um, Coached with the advanced group and the national groups, I, I really uh, find all of them to have you know the spe special opportunities for as an instructor for me, but certainly for the candidates most importantly. 
Well, Ian uh, just wrote a pretty intriguing article in the most recent soccer journal about, you know, the different choices for coaching education. And I thought it was very poignant and it was on point. You know, Ian always does a good job of also tipping his hat to some of the other organizations. But he was great about uh, why he thinks over the years, you know, formerly known as NSCA and now United Soccer Coaches just offers so much. You've been a part of it, Nancy. Can you second that and tell us why you think it's important for folks to get involved? Sure, I can. Uh, first of all, I went through the um, educational programming uh, a while back. I think my first coaching course was in 1986 down at Cocoa Beach. I was a national candidate, and I took the advanced. And um, at the time I was going through the programming, they didn't offer the premier. So I haven't experienced the premier as a candidate, but I have as a staff member. Um, but at, as an instructor, I mean, the, the opportunity that United Soccer Coaches courses offer to candidates I think number one is just an ex- it's it's always about bettering yourself and putting yourself in an environment where uh, it's a learning and growing environment. Um, and but it's the exchange of ideas and it's the uh, interaction with the staff, uh, the dialogue with the staff and with the other candidates that are there in your group in particular, where you get very connected and close to because you're working and playing and. Um, preparing your sessions together and going, uh, talking over the meals about all that you have experienced that morning or that afternoon. So it's an exchange of ideas. It's the interaction and dialogue with staff and other candidates that I think make these environments just so rich and, and powerful learning experiences. Nancy, 24 years at Boston University, you don't need to be doing this anymore. Why do you keep taking the phone calls and getting involved in these courses? It, they're inspiring to me. You know, we, we, all, we all have to find our motivations. And um, the, the longer you are in the game, you know, the, the easier it is to, I think, lose your, um, you know, what, what has, has motivated you um, because you've, you know, you've, You've accomplished some things. Uh, you have uh, it's a repeat every year. So h- how do I keep myself inspired and motivated? This is one of the ways. I think that uh, many instructors would say they get as much from the candidates as they as they, we hope we give. And I think what I get is that energy um, and that enthusiasm to learn, and that just inspires me and motivates me. I also pick up information and ideas and different ways to say something that may might be a better way to explain something to a player or even a better way for me to see the game. Um, I pick something up from the candidates, from, from my colleagues, every single time I do one of these courses. So that's why I do it. I want to give back. I want to be a good representative of, of Boston University, certainly, but, um, you know, in my role as a United Soccer coach educator, I take pride in in being a a good professional that demonstrates character and um, honor in the way I do my job as a coaching professional, and I feel that that's important in in influencing maybe those that are a little less experienced. But it, it is definitely an inspiration, and it keeps me motivated 
to keep doing what, what I'm doing here at Boston University. I love that answer. A little later in the show, we've got uh, Timmy McCormack, who will be taking the advanced goalkeeping diploma in Cary, North Carolina. And then we also have a member of this year's 30 Under 30 class, Calvin Mai, talking about uh, how much he enjoys these coach education courses. And, you know, before we came on the air, you were talking about how one of your former players, Defender of the Year at Boston, Casey Brown, is now coaching at Holy Cross. So now you got to go against her. And I, I'm guessing you're also telling her she needs to keep taking these courses and knowing her she probably is oh she sure is um a- anybody that uh i come into contact with anybody that i have an opportunity to mentor uh i um absolutely put a, a put that as a priority um and encourage them i'm excited that i get to you know get be at a position in my career that maybe i have a little bit i wouldn't call it a coaching tree it might be a coaching you know bush with a couple <laughs> of uh, limbs but um and i see how they're excelling you know how casey as an example is excelling jessica clinton at fordham was a player here and an assistant at boston university and dave buchero who's working in the youth game down in virginia so it's very exciting to you know they have their own thoughts and ideas about how they go about it but i i hope i've been a piece of the influence in a positive way of um, of their philosophy or of their you know of uh, of their um, just the value with which that that they bring to the table, which I think is critically important, and I think is uh, something that I, I I've spent a long time trying to develop my own philosophy and um, have it be value based and 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 development based and and player and person enhancement. Nancy, going back to my initial point about Ian Barker's article in the Soccer Journal, talking about you know also the choices with Corver and U.S. Soccer and the other ones, you've probably been involved in some of those as well. What uh, makes, in your opinion, United Soccer coaches perhaps stand out? I think it's a it's a challenging environment. I think that um, it is just because you you know you're 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 stretching yourself by opening your mind. Um, you are. Um, challenged you know in the environment just because you know you 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 you, you're being asked questions you're questioning your own ideas i think you have to start thinking intentionally about why you do things and what you do and why you do them so that there's a challenge to it but i think at united soccer coaches and uh coaching education programs on-site residential whether that's that weekend courses or whether that's the residential there's a support and there's a respect and I'm not comparing or contrasting because it's been a long time since I've been in the U.S. soccer environments or in any of the other coaching education environments, but I know what United Soccer Coaches courses are like, and they are challenging, but it's supportive, it's respectful. It is as good a learning environment, adult learning environment, as I think can be created. For those listening, perhaps coaches that, like you, have been coaching for 20-plus years or coaches like Calvin Meyer who are 30 under 30, your final 30-second take on why they should go to United Soccer Coaches, look up the courses, and get involved. Yeah. The philosophy of we're, we're, we're coach educating where coaches are at. So there's not a judgment of, well, you don't, you didn't play at a high level, or you haven't coached at a high level, or you might be a novice, or um, or you might be a former professional player that knows how to play, but maybe doesn't know how to put together uh, a progressive training session, um, or is or how to t- manage players. Um, we we I think our 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 way at United Soccer Coaches coaching courses is to coach 
and to teach where someone is at without judgment. And that, I think, is a super powerful ideal. And in th- therefore, it's open, open to all, open with regard to diversity of gender, what level you coach, what your own background is in coaching or ethnically. It really is about coaching coaches where they're at and, um, and, and being part of their development. So this show will air on May 31st, Nancy Feldman, and by then we'll know, we will know if up 3-2, your Celtics take care of my Cavs, do you want to go ahead and make a prediction right here on the air? I'll make a prediction that the Celtics will go down fighting. <laughs> wow. So what, is, what does that mean? That means if they win it all, uh, I, guess, I guess that sounded kind of negative. <laughs> I think that they will put their full effort, and I think that they're a great example of what a team looks like and their reliance on each other and how they hold each other accountable. So if they raise the trophy, it will be because they're the best team. And if they don't, then I'll go back to my initial statement. They will go down fighting. They will go down uh, getting after it. And um, I love them. I love watching them play. I love watching Brad Stevens coach. Uh, I picked up some things. I picked up something last night. Well, but they're, they're really a fantastic example of how, to, how a team plays together. What'd you learn? Jalen Brown's a young player, uh, second-year pro, and he struggled in the last two games, and last night was the second of the two. He, I felt like he um, just was not confident when he was um, uh, going to the basket, and he got, they, they subbed him out, and it wasn't after a bad play necessarily, but when he came back in the game, I think it was in the second half, his aggressiveness to go at the basket was actually increased. And all I could think of was, I wonder if the, I, I imagine what the coaches must have said to him at halftime. You just keep going aggressively. You know how to do it. We, we're confident in you. And it was just a reminder um, that um, how do we support our players is sometimes we just have to tell them to keep trusting themselves. And I just thought, you know, he, I wouldn't even say he was necessarily significantly more successful, but he was um, not um, second-guessing himself. I filed it because I think sometimes we, we're coaching and we're teaching and we're trying to make players better and we want to give information and maybe sometimes, and I sometimes fault, uh, at fault this way, is sometimes I, I think I just have to say, you know what, you know what, how to do what you need to do. Well, I'm so glad that I asked that question because even as a Cavs fan, I appreciate exactly what you said. The Boston Celtics, they're young, but they play as a team. Their coach is fantastic, one of the best young coaches any sport out there, and you are spot on. You always are, Nancy Feldman. Thanks so much for being on this program, talking about coaching education with the United Soccer Coaches. Congratulations on entering your 24th year at Boston. Thanks so much, and I hope to see all the folks out there at one of these upcoming courses. Nancy Feldman, is she great or what? Paul Mark is next. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. 
Thanks so much for being with us on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. We're talking about United Soccer Coaches, their coaching education courses this summer and beyond. Ian Barker, the Director of Coaching Education for the United Soccer Coaches, kicked it off. Nancy Feldman in her 24th year at Boston. She received the Bill Jeffrey Long-Term Service Award at the recent convention. And now Paul Marco, so pleased to be reconnected with Paul. Always enjoyed as part of the then-named NSCAA College Game of the Week on Fox Soccer. Went to Binghamton a couple of times. They were outstanding hosts. Always packed the house as well. Paul Markle now in his 17th season as the Binghamton men's soccer coach. Paul, thanks for being on the program. Hi, thanks for having me, Dean. Yeah, Great don't, to catch up with you. Yeah, it really is. I always, uh, by the way, those games were fun. You guys, uh, you packed the house when we showed up. Yeah, we, we, you know, we've got something nice going in Binghamton. No. No football and you no know, kind of a soccer school. It's been great. Well, we've got something nice going uh, with the United Soccer Coaches as well. You've been a member of their staff for 20 years. You've got their advanced national diploma as well as a U.S. soccer license, so you know the value of coaching education on both sides. That's what we're talking about today. I mean, Paul, you don't need to be doing this, but you always show up when they call. You're there to help uh, teach these courses. Why are they so important for everybody listening to take these courses? Well, I think, you know, I love the game, so I guess that everything starts there with the game, the, the love and enjoyment of soccer, and then I just want to do a little bit better than I did yesterday, so that involves formal and informal education. So, and why, as Nancy was talking about, young and old, so you could be a coach like Nancy for 20 years that it's probably not a bad idea to go out and, you know, get a little bit more education, and then we've got a 30 under 30 member on this course, we've got, uh, on this show, we've got Timmy McCormick. Why is it important, young and old, for people to keep getting involved in what United Soccer Coaches has to offer on the coaching education side? You know, the principles of the game haven't changed much, but we now see new nuances in the game, but mobility in players is at an all-time high. Players are changing positions, they're able to cover more ground. So keeping up with the modern trends in the game would be one explanation on why you'd want to stay up-to-date, I guess, fresh. And then, you know, just expanding your mind, seeing how others do things, sharing ideas with colleagues, and reconnecting and connecting with new people like you and I are right now on the phone. We're, we're reconnecting from, gosh, it's probably been almost 10 years now. So I think that courses help engage you, help inspire you a little bit. If you're not really sure, you know, you kind of feel like you might be in a little bit of a dip. One way out is to inject a little bit of life into some new ideas by, by getting on a coaching course. There's been some modifications to the residential courses. You now can do it in four nights and five days, and you're out on the field, you're in the classroom. As you said, you're interacting with your fellow members and the staff. What is great about uh, the new residential courses with the United Soccer Coaches? I think Ian and the staff, all of us have just tried to make the courses not, not just user-friendly, but friendly and inviting in an atmosphere and in a manner at which we can get as much education delivered face-to-face as possible. And then, you know, we have some pre-course work and some post-course work and, you know, testing at your own site. I mean, how great is that, that you get to be tested with your own team? You couldn't ask for more than that. You get feedback from what you're doing with your own players the ages that you're coaching. We just started it this past year. I thought it was a great addition to what we already had going. We've only done it for now six, seven months. 
So I'm really looking forward to what it looks like after this summer, too. Compare and contrast, even in a positive light, your diploma with United Soccer Coaches, then named NSCAA, and also your license with U.S. Soccer. You know, that's one of the things that uh, has always been the question, you know, which track should I go on, which organization? I think they both serve purposes. It just depends on, you know, ultimately you're going to learn on both courses, especially if you go to both courses with an open mind. You are doing soccer for hours during the day, so you're going to get a little better regardless of which environment you're in. I think that when I reflect back on when I was on courses and now what they look like, I think that the United Soccer coaches were really there to try to make every coach better, every interaction we have with them. That is our main purpose, our main focus. We're driven by trying to get everyone a little bit better. It's not a license. You know, my daughter's going to be turning 16 shortly, and she's going to be taking her driver's license, and we're talking about that. She's going to get a license to drive a car, and the Federation gives you the license for soccer. And I think that if you are looking for that, especially if you're in a youth track right now and you want to be involved in the academy or at a MLS club, you really need to be in a federation track. You, you have to try to get to the highest badge you can. You need to try to get to your B or your A. And along those lines, yeah, they're certainly going to educate people, but because they're getting a license, they're all about their assessment towards you, and you're passing and failing. And I think that that perhaps is the biggest difference between the two organizations, where we're driven to try to make every coach as best we can in the moments we're together and the moments we're apart. Thinking about the fact that they also offer these goalkeeping coaching courses, including residential courses for advanced goalkeeping diplomas, why, if you're a coach and you don't really, you weren't a goalkeeper, you've got your own goalkeeper coach, why should a coach that's not a goalkeeper coach also take those courses? So when we first started those courses, I was intrigued by it because I was a, an attacking player. I'm five nine at best with hunting shoes on so i i didn't play in the goal but i thought that i might need to teach them so i spent as much time as i could around you know the likes of tony DeChico and tony waiters and bill stefan and i tried to learn from them and watch them and then obviously we ended we, we started with these goalkeeping courses you know jeff tipping our director of coaching then added an entire branch of goalkeeping and I find myself now going and training the goalkeepers occasionally. I go out with our assistant coach, Rob, and I, I'm there with them. I'm not just hitting balls at them. I'm able to provide some insight with them. I think it also helps you when you're talking about the attackers. You, you know now what goalkeepers are trying to do, and now you know what might the striker do to try to negate what the goalkeeper's trying to do to gain an advantage. So I think that being well-educated in all the positions of the field only makes you a more diverse and you know, increases your knowledge, makes you an overall better coach. So Paul Marcos with us. And Paul, as uh, we told you, um, you are such a, a great person to step up big. Is it Shellis Hyman just got undergoing knee surgery? He was going to be on the program. And, I mean, here's a guy like Nancy Feldman, right? I mean, you know, 30-plus years, even more than, than Nancy, that uh, has been a successful college coach, successful pro coach. He's given so much. And he, like you, always takes the call to get involved in the United Soccer Coaches residential courses and the weekend courses and the like. I mean, what, how does that make you feel when you see a guy like Shellis out there and, and active in these courses? Shellis is wonderful. I mean, what a great mentor he's been to me. He and the likes of, you know, 
a, a list of guys. I mean, when I first came on staff in, you know, what was it, 95, I was one of the young pups and the youngest one on staff. And that whole group, just the manner at which they conduct themselves, how they go about who they are, not just teaching, but, you know, the leadership that the likes of the Peter Goodings and Jim Lennox, that group provided our younger staff. They really showed us the NSCAA way, the, the manner at which we interact, how we are a member-driven organization, how we interact with people more than just about soccer. And I think the best thing I can say is, you know, my grandmother always was telling me the golden rule is to treat others the way you would want to be treated. And I found that I was being treated perhaps better than I ever thought I would be wanted to be treated when I joined this organization. And as we've moved from the NSCAA to the United Soccer Coaches, I, I only see that improving. You know, the, the marketing brand and our CEO, Clint, has done a great job of, of trying to unite coaches. And I think that that's what the coaching education branch has always done. That's all we've ever been about is trying to bring coaches together to talk about the game, to improve players in the game. Outstanding answer from Paul Marco. We thank him so much for stepping in, filling in for Shellis Hyman, and we send Shellis our very best as he recovers from knee surgery. Coming up, Timmy McCormack. He's going to take the advanced goalkeeper course this summer in Cary, North Carolina. He's taken so many courses. He's in his second season now at Piedmont College in Georgia, D3 women. Last year, he won 16 games, tied four, lost none in his first year as the head coach. So something's working, right? Timmy McCormack when we come back. Still managing your club or league on paper and spreadsheets? Go paperless with Team Snap. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, they have way fewer paper cuts. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com slash United. Once again, here's Dean Linky. And welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Dean Linky with you, having a great show. Ian Barker with us, Nancy Feldman, star-studded show. And we're talking about the United Soccer Coaches residential courses this summer and other courses as well. And you know what? You've got these courses. you got to have coaches attend them and talk about why they're attending them. And that's the purpose of our next guest, Timmy McCormack, who's now in his second year at Piedmont College, Division Three, down in Georgia. And Timmy, thanks for being on the program. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, love the fact that uh, you're all in on the United Soccer Coaches, formerly NSCAA. First off, get us up to speed, Timmy, on all the courses you have taken with the now-named United Soccer Coaches. Well, I've been taking the courses of the United Soccer Coaches uh, for a little over a decade now, uh, and I've taken pretty much every course uh, that could be offered all the way up to the advanced national. I just uh, finished that course this past spring. Uh, so I've been fairly experienced with all the courses uh, in my time as a soccer coach, and especially in the last 10 years as a college coach. Uh, I'm very much actually looking forward to the next course that I'll be taking as well, which is the advanced national goalkeeping uh, course over there in Cary, North Carolina this summer. So uh, I've been fairly experienced with them and been taking them since they were in different names and, uh, 
and I'm really excited to be able to be a part of it. Well, you've had some great success in your first season at Piedmont. You went 16-0-4, so not a single loss. Congratulations on that success. I love your background as well as you're also in sports information and work for the athletic department. And Talk about, though, how you feel that uh, definitely you can relate to what you've learned with the United Soccer Coaches as the coach, perhaps even last year as part of your great season. Yeah, I think the, the courses have really done a great job for me as a young coach, uh, even growing up through the system. I think it gave me great structure to what I was trying to do. I think uh, all of us as coaches who have played at a high level or gone through that type of career uh, as a player will know a lot about the game. I think what the courses really do a good job of is giving young coaches a little bit of structure to what they're trying to do in their daily training sessions, as well as giving an overall view of what you're trying to accomplish through the season. I think the idea of putting a a topic on your session and trying to kind of come to a final goal uh, gives a little bit of direction to a lot of our young coaches in the country who are, are re- already very familiar with the game, uh, but it gives them a little bit of an ability to kind of put everything in the right order. You mentioned that uh, you actually received a level of distinction on your last class. Tell us more about uh, what that means, because that sounds pretty fantastic. I, I actually was very excited about that. Um, that's true. I did uh, pass a distinction on my on my last course, which was the Advanced National uh, Diploma this past spring. And you know, it, it, the courses, of course, have changed uh, with all the curriculum changes that have gone on in the country in the last five to ten years. Um, and so this is the first course that I took where it was actually you, you were able to complete the final part of the session at your home base, um, you know, where you take your own team and, and take care of the session that way. And I think that was probably one of the best changes that's been made in these courses in the last uh, ten years or so. Is It gives you the ability to be able to do the session where you feel very comfortable in your own environment, working with your own players and uh, it allows for a greater sense of comfortability in the session, and it allows you to just coach. And I think that's what we all want to do is just be make it as simple as possible. We all know the game. We all understand what we want to do. Uh, so it puts us in a situation where the comfortability goes uh, to the level to where you can get done what you need to get done in the training session. So very excited about that. I think when I took my first course uh, at the national level was back in 2008, um, and I always kind of thought to myself, if I ever get to that level where I'm passing with distinction, I think I've I've kind of reached a pretty good level of success in my career, so I think I have a, a long way to go still probably, but, but it, was a, it was a good success for me this spring, and I was really excited about that. No, you should be. Well earned uh, by you, and you're, you know, obviously we're recommended by Ian Barker and somebody we should talk to, so certainly they take a lot of pride in your work as well. And speaking of that, why should other young coaches that might be listening to this show do what you're doing? Because what I love about you is, you know, you already said you're going in carry, but you already said, you know what, there are a couple other courses that I plan to take over the next couple of winters. So you're already thinking two, three years ahead. I think for me, you know, and, for, and first as well, to kind of speak to what you said, I'm very honored to be, to be recommended by Ian and Shelton. It's, you know, I think anytime your peers recognize you and that, and that you try and do what you need to do to make yourself a better coach, uh, it's it's an honor for sure. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think for young coaches, probably the best piece of advice that I can give as far as why to take the courses is it gives you a lot of direction in what you want to do as a coach. I think for me, the reason I've tried to space the courses out and try to take them one to three years over the last you know, 10, 12 years uh, is it allows me to continuously get better as a coach uh, and constantly reevaluate what I'm doing and, and asking myself if I'm doing the right things with our program and our players. And I think if we're if you're willing to do that and be open to the, the conversations that occur in these courses and maybe take a new direction with your program, uh, you can maybe continue to, to raise your program to new heights uh, and especially improve yourself as a, as a coach as well, too. I think the experience is something that's always undervalued. So getting out and actually doing the training sessions and doing the work in the field, of course, you know, has to have its, its big value as well, too. But uh, the courses do a great job in giving a lot of those young coaches direction and 
giving them the ability to kind of communicate with their players more effectively as well as, you know, raise their programs to new heights. So pleased to be joined by Timmy McCormack. He's the head coach of the Lady Lion Soccer Program for Piedmont College in Georgia, Division Three, which if you listen to our show during the college season, we spent a lot of time talking D2 and D3 soccer as well. Timmy, going to put the pressure on you a little bit. The most memorable moments, maybe one or two in your coaching courses over the years with United Soccer coaches, maybe a coach that you know did a field session with you, maybe somebody that uh, you've uh, formed a relationship with. Give me one or two great moments so far. That is a lot of pressure. That's true. <laughs> um, I, I can remember back to um, uh, the first national course that I took uh, was, was in 2008, and that was down in Florida. Um, and I think it was the first time that I really stepped in that setting where I hadn't taken a regional course with usually a lot of coaches that I knew and stepping into a course like that, um, puts you way out of your comfort zone. Um, and I think where I was in the training set or I was in the, uh, the class with about 60 other coaches and it made it a little bit, um, something where I, it, I was kind of forced to grow and meet new people and, and kind of make a lot of connections that I still have today. And I think that's, that's probably my biggest memory uh, for United soccer coaches. As far as the course there is the idea of stepping into a situation where, you, where you're meeting with so many other coaches and learning so many different points of view and, I can remember how nervous I was at the beginning of that week, and by the end of the week, I can remember us hanging out together and you know really kind of formulating relationships that have now lasted you know so long in my professional career. So that that has to be by far and away one of my best memories. And what are you most looking forward to as part of the advanced goalkeeper uh, session that you're going to take and carry this summer? I think the the biggest thing I would like to to really kind of get out of that course is see what what has changed uh, since I've last taken a goalkeeping course. I think the last goalkeeping course I took. Uh, was in 2011, um, I believe. So, um, yeah, that's seven years or so difference. And, and, you know, just seeing if anything new out there um, or new ways to communicate things to our goalkeepers, I think that's such an undervalued part of our game, um, especially, too, is, is focusing on the goalkeeper. Uh, and I know the United Soccer Coaches have always done a great job with that. Uh, so looking at, at that position for us, and we've been very successful defensively uh, with a lot of shutouts over our time here at Piedmont College, and that has, you know, obviously has a lot to do with our goalkeeper. Um, so for us, uh, you know, learning new ways to communicate with, with them and making sure that we're training them the proper way and, and maybe kind of connecting with them in new ways to where we can get them to a higher level. Finally, tell us about your path because, you know, one of the things that uh, we often try to do here is tell the assistant coaches to keep the faith. You'll get your opportunity to be a head coach, keep working at it. And here I look at your track and last year you take over. And like you said, you put some pressure on yourself now because you played 20 games and didn't lose a single game. But talk about your track. And, you know, I love the fact that you're also an associate athletic director, but did you ever think about maybe I'm not going to be a head coach and, and tell us how you got to where you are now? I think my path was an interesting one for sure. Um, and just that, I, you know, I started coaching very young. I actually started coaching in my first year in college where I assisted with the high school t- team that I had graduated from just the spring before. Um, so I learned a lot in those early years uh, of just the fact that I, I enjoyed coaching and connecting with kids in that way um, and passing on the knowledge of the game that I had been lucky to receive um, from a lot of great coaches in, in my life. My club coach, Charlie Brightwell, was a great influence for me and my brother, Danny, um, as well as actually my first soccer coach. So um, learning a lot of those things and passing those on in the early years and then realizing that was what I wanted to do with my career path led me to um, a graduate assistant position here at Piedmont College. I worked for Jimmy Stevens, the men's uh, soccer coach here, and then Stephen Andrew, the women's soccer coach. Um, so I stepped over to the women's side and I was there for three years, two years as a graduate assistant, um, and two years actually as well as a full-time. Um, and I was also split my time with communications, as you mentioned. And then I, I stepped away from the women's side, went to the men's side to be a head coach at my alma mater, Huntington College, 
Uh, I was there for about a year and a half, and I, I got the call from Piedmont to come back as an administrator, um, as well as an assistant coach as well, back on the women's side. And I, I think I welcomed that um, because it was a good chance for me to get back as well and learn on the administrative side, but also continue to work with great coaches that we had here in, in Stephen Andrew, uh, who's now down at Valdosta State. And so I was there again as a four-year assistant, as well as an assistant athletic director. And then when Stephen left to Valdosta, um, our athletic director asked me if I would want to take over the program. And, um, you know, I think, you know, for me as a, as a coach now, looking back at a lot of younger coaches, I think the biggest thing I would tell them is to not necessarily worry that a lot of those chances are going to come by. Um, so if you keep your head down and keep working um, and then do the things you need to do as far as recruiting and continue to take the coaching education courses and working on your skill and your craft, uh, those opportunities definitely come. And uh, to not necessarily kind of pigeonhole yourself into one path or the other. Finally, if people want to learn more about Piedmont College, maybe even your camps, where can they go? Uh, they can go to our, our website, PiedmontLions.com, uh, and we're also we're on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, if you just search Piedmont College Lady Lions or, or our program there, um, you can find us on social media, and we're at Piedmont Lions uh, on social media as well, Instagram and Twitter. If they want to keep up, they're more than welcome. Uh, we'd love to have them. Uh, a little bit of pressure on that second season, so <laughs> we know we'll have some eyes on us. So. Well, that shows you're a good coach, and you're doing the right things by continuing to learn through the United Soccer Coaches. Uh, so Honored to have you on the program. Thanks for being with us, and good luck in Cary. Maybe I'll see you there as well. I live just down the road, so thanks for being on the program. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. Coming up, we'll cap the show, spending time with another member of our 30 Under 30 program with United Soccer Coaches. Hi, folks. This is Dean Linke, host of the United Soccer Coaches podcast with an important message for each and every one of you. If you are interested in gaining an advantage through a world of coaching resources, now is the time. United Soccer Coaches is offering a limited time promotion for $10 off your membership for our listeners. Visit unitedsoccercoaches.org and use promo code UNITED now through May 30th. Sign up today. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. It's been a great show talking about everything that the United Soccer Coaches have to offer this summer and beyond for coaching education. I want to thank Ian Barker the Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches. I want to thank Paul Marco, the head coach at University of Binghamton in New York. And also want to thank Nancy Feldman, the legendary head coach for Boston University, for their time. And they all spent a lot of time talking about why young coaches should take these education courses and why they should get involved in United Soccer Coaches, which leads us back to a regular feature that, unfortunately, we've gone away from a little bit, but we're bringing it back, and uh, so glad to have Kelvin Mai on. He is part of the 30 Under 30 program. He's part of the class that will actually, quote, graduate, end quote, in August, and Calvin, thanks for being on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. Well, Calvin, I, I love your background as um, you played a little bit of college soccer. You're in Minnesota. You're the assistant men's soccer coach for Hamlin U, a Division three school in St. Paul. You're also working with the Fusion Soccer Club. You also help with uh, the ODP program up there. And then you're also a sports physical therapist. You do it all. And uh, you're under 30, obviously, while you're doing it. Yep. So first off, uh, congratulations on all your success. I love every Everything you're doing, but uh, what made you want to be a part of this 30 Under 30 program? Thanks, Dean. I, I wanted to be part of the 30 Under 30 program because, you know, soccer is obviously a strong passion for me, and you know, working as a physical therapist, I wanted to continue to stay involved in soccer. And I've kind of gone away a little bit from coaching education the past couple of years when I was finishing school. Um, I thought this would be another opportunity for me to uh, get a little bit of guidance in my career and just kind of 
you know, working with a mentor is a, uh, was one that really attracted me to the program, someone that I didn't know personally through my own soccer connection. So this helped kind of, uh, you know, open up the network for me. Well, I love that you tied it into what you're doing as a sports physical therapist. So talk a little bit about uh, what it took to get that degree and how that also keeps you connected to the sport. You know, a lot of, um, you know, physical therapists that I like, work with now or that like, go on profession, you know, on the orthopedic or sports medicine side have a pretty similar background, former, you know, athlete, got injured, worked with a athletic trainer, physical therapist, and then just kind of grew a passion for us. That was something um, that was pretty stereotypical for me when I went into that. You know, it's been nice to, to kind of connect the dots because I've, you know, on the soccer field, I'm working with the athletes from the soccer side of it, the technical, tactical part of it, but then being able to integrate into training, you know, some injury prevention, injury reduction type of strategies just kind of meshes the, the two professions together. Coincidentally, you know, when I'm in the physical therapy clinic, you know, when I'm instructing in exercises to a patient, to an athlete, it's kind of like I'm a, a coach, but more on a clinic side of it. So how do you do it all? I mean, we just talked about those three layers of coaching plus this, you know, full-time job and uh, you're married. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you do it, Calvin? Yeah, it's, so my, my clinic, I work 40 hours mostly during the day. So, you know, in, in Minnesota, we uh, most of our uh, club season is in the summer and then we have winter training in the domes, which are kind of after clinic hours and we able to scoot across the to help with that. With the college side, it's, it's a part-time role for me in the fall, helping in the spring and do some recruiting in the summer. Um, we, we're kind of a unique situation where you know, I was talking to my mentor, um, Rob Russo, who's at uh, Denison University, and I know their assistant coaches are full-time uh, university staff members, so it's not really possible for them to have another um, job outside their soccer profession. So at least in Minnesota, with some of our smaller Division three. Uh, programs. Most of the coaches are in a similar boat I am. That you know they've they're part-time coaches at a club. They might have another daytime job, and they also help out um, at their respective university or colleges. So let me ask you a tough question. Let's say our good folks at Minnesota, Stephanie Golan, is there. Let's say all of a sudden Minnesota says, you know, we, we're going to do a full men's varsity program. And you know what? We like this guy, Kelvin Mai, and uh, we know he's got this other job, though, as a sports physical therapist. Do you think we could pull him away and make him a full-time coach at a Division One school? Could that could that happen? No, uh, that's been the question. You know, I've, my mentor, Rob, is, you know, he saw my background, and the very first thing he asked me is, you know, what do you want to do? Um, and that's still a, a question I can't answer. You know, I would I would love that opportunity. Um, you know, with being married, there's more than just my decisions now that just affect me. Uh, it's, the, it's the other half, too. What always gets brought up is whatever you do, you know, how's it going to pay your, your student loans? So I guess it, it may stem down to how that's going to pay that off. So opportunities there, though, you know, I would definitely, uh, definitely look at that. Well, it sounds like you got a great job as well. Final question here. What has been the best part for you about being a part of the United Soccer Coaches 30 under 30? Because it certainly is a big honor, Calvin. Yeah, I guess a big part of it, as I mentioned earlier, was just um, linking up with my, my mentor, Rob. Um, he's been in the game for a long time. And, you know, to be able to meet with him in person uh, during the United Soccer Coaches Convention in, in Philadelphia was great. Um, you know, we had communicated via phone and email, but just in the, the hour and a half or two hours we went out to dinner, um, he had just a, a ton of information for me. And um, he's been a, a guy that's been successful, and he was successful really early on. And so, 
you know, one of the biggest things I took away from that conversation is that if, if he could go back to where he was my age, there are so many things he would have done differently. And for him to say that after uh, having success so early on in his career is uh, humbling for me because I, I feel honored being part of this group, but being able to grow more as a coach and as an individual will just help me tremendously here. All right, Calvin Mai, M-A-I, pronounce Mai, part of the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 program. So glad you're with us, and uh, good luck. Uh, you're doing a lot of great things, Calvin. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dean. We appreciate you, Calvin, and we appreciate all of our guests. Ian Barker, Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches. Nancy Feldman, 24 years as the head coach of the Boston U Women's Soccer Team. Paul Marco, 17 years as the head coach of the Binghamton University Men's Soccer Team. Timmy McCormack, in his second year as the head coach of the women's program at Piedmont College in Georgia. And Calvin Mai. We also thank all the great folks at United Soccer Coaches. Sean Chevro, Ashley Goodrich, Mike Knipper, and the whole gang. We'll see you in two weeks right here for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. The NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We help you develop into better coaches so you can develop better players. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join today.